Hey, all you beautiful souls, and welcome to the Eat, Pray, Slay podcast. My name is Shalane Carter. I'm your host. I'm also a personal trainer, yoga teacher, meditation guide, and spiritual leader. This podcast is the perfect convergence of all things health, wellness, yoga, and spirituality, and really learning to break through limitations and open yourself and your spirit up to receiving all the abundance the universe has to offer. Each week, along with myself and many other awesome guests, you'll begin to expand your knowledge and insight on how to level up and step into your highest self. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hello, welcome back to another episode of the Eat, Pray, Slay podcast. Thanks for hanging with me. I'm your host, Shalene Carter, um, and this particular episode is going to be a solo cast. So if you haven't listened already, I do want to prompt you. This particular episode is understanding how your chakra system, your energetic body, and the centers in which some of the energy collects um, how it dictates different parts of your life, different parts of your business, all that jazz. So there is seven chakras within your, uh, down the center of your body. Um, it's like your energetic spinal column. Um, and I have already spoken about the lower four chakras. So one, two, three, and four. So if you've not listened to those episodes, it would actually be really helpful for you to go back and reference those and understand those. Um, So that way, as we're moving into the higher chakras, some of the things that I'm going to mention will make a little bit more sense. Um, That being said, when you listen to them, I would love, I love to see that you're listening. I love to see what your greatest takeaway is. I know a lot of people are going through this spiritual awakening right now and as a collective our energy is shifting and changing the earth's vibration is changing and so we as humans then are collectively uh changing our vibration really our our level of consciousness and awareness and we are really tapping into areas of our um, energetic fields areas of our brain that have lie have been lying dormant for for long periods of time. So if you are spiritually curious and some of this is new to you or you learn something that maybe you hadn't known before or um, you're like, oh my gosh, mind blown or this really helped me or I didn't ever think about it that way, please let me know. It helps me understand what content to put together for you guys to share and where I'm actually of best service to you. Um, I can only, I can only share what's been on my own journey. But if you're like, hey, I don't get that. I don't understand that. Could you elaborate more? I can't. I can't know unless you tell me. So, if you're loving the episodes, if you're finding them helpful, please leave a review on iTunes or on Spotify. Um, you can also take a screenshot of yourself listening to the episode, throw it up on your Instagram stories, tag me at Shalane Carter. Um, it really just helps me to create content that speaks to you and is that and that's actually going to help you because you, that's the whole reason, the whole purpose of my being here on earth, I have always been somebody who has been of service in some form of another. Um, my journey itself has taken lots of twists and turns. However, they're always very rooted in service. I am a healer. I am this uh, conduit to help you recognize your true authentic self by doing healing work and releasing what is not your truth so that you can fully embody the highest version of you. So the only way for me to do that is to know, like, please share, please write a review. All of those things are really, really helpful to me and the way in which I'm growing and teaching and sharing with you all. So if you haven't listened to those two episodes, the uh, first one is the first and second chakra, your root and sacral. The second one that you're going to want to look for is your third and fourth, which is your solar plexus and your heart chakras um, before we dive into this episode. So this episode is going to be um, focusing mostly on your fifth, sixth and seventh chakras. So that your fifth is your throat chakra. Um, This is actually where all your agency, your choice, um, this is where you vocalize your truth. So this helps bring your truth that's residing in your third chakra, 
your self-esteem, what you know to be your truth, um, that your kind of CEO, your self-esteem, all of those things is then processed through the emotional center of the heart and then comes out through the fifth center, which is the throat. So that is, you know, when something feels out of alignment with with what your vision, your purpose is, all of those things, you vocalizing it instead of swallowing others' truths, right? Swallowing your truth, shoving it back down and minimizing it. So the fifth chakra is really, really important in business because it is showing up in all of your videos. It's showing up here. I'm using my fifth chakra right now, me, 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 to <laughs> um, speak to you all to really educate, to share, to teach. the What's interesting about the fifth chakra and something that I have noticed with students is as my, as my clients and as my students begin to embody more of their truth, right? They begin to heal some of their lower chakras that have to do with the physical world, some of their relationships, some of their way in which they've built their business that is out of alignment with their purpose. And maybe they've done things because that's what they thought they were supposed to do. Or another coach told them that was the, um, you know, this this system is guaranteed. And they're like, yeah, but it feels like shit when I do it. Um, no matter how guaranteed it is for someone else, that is somebody else's truth. So if it doesn't actually feel good, and you'll notice those are the things that make you feel burnt out quickly. Those are the things that you really, really avoid in your business. Not avoid because they're hard, but avoid because you're like... It's not my zone of genius. Like somebody else does this so much better. I should hire somebody for this. Um, you know, for for me, for a long time, it was actually hiring people that understood a lot of the uh, technology side of business. I had always been a brick and mortar business. I had been an in-person business, in-person services for many, many years. And as I transitioned online, I was doing both at the same time. So I had one business online and I had one business in person. And so I was so naturally gifted at people. I have, again, because I have literally always been a healer and a, um, a holder of space. Um, all of my jobs have been in a space where I make people feel seen, valued, heard, um, all, really, when I think of all of the roles that I've ever played in my life, that is what I've done is is really just allowed people to uh, turn on their own light bulbs as to who they who they are, what they value, um, things like that. But when when you're out of alignment, the tonality in your voice changes. I can hear it with clients. I can hear when we first start working together, they're, especially if their solar plexus is very much in um, kind of the child, abandoned child or victim child um, archetype uh, as far as like the energy and stuff like that around it is meek, submissive, subdued, um, having a hard time speaking up for themselves, things like that. I can actually hear it in their voice. Even if I've never heard them before, even if we've never voice memoed back and forth, like there would be no point of reference for me, really. Um, it's interesting, I can hear it right away because of, of my awareness and perception around energy, but I can see that their, their solar plexus is imbalanced and it's also creating an imbalance in their throat and an imbalance in their heart. So then what happens is you have two areas that are constricted, so your solar plexus are constricted, right? You have a hard time taking up space, sharing your truth. It's very tight, um, very slow. Um, and you kind of just take on other people's things. Where then what happens is when you have two chakras that are running slower, so again, your throat will be running slower, you're having a hard time speaking your truth. A lot of times then what happens is then the chakra in the middle is leaky and you are overgiving. So because they are unsure of who they are, right? That's solar plexus, that's self-esteem. They are unsure of their alignment. They are unclear in their purpose. They then overgive. 
They are constantly doing for others. They are not doing for themselves. They don't feel valued. People take advantage of them because they are so willing to, they want to be seen, heard, and valued, but because they don't have the energetic power residing within them, right? They've already siphoned it out from their solar plexus, that their heart is leaking energy. They are giving some of their life force away. And then you've got the tightness in the throat so they have a hard time speaking up for themselves. So it's really, really interesting when you look at the chakra system. It's it's not like, oh, I just have one little imbalance. Usually one imbalance, if it's gone on long enough, creates other imbalances in other areas of your life. And when you start to create balance to one, it automatically shifts all of the others. It's like when you get a chiropractic alignment, right? You may have only one issue at one point, but what's happened is the it's compounded over time and then the, your other vertebrae have shifted and changed and your muscular system has actually rearranged itself to accommodate this one blip that started it all, right? So when we don't process our emotions, when we are faced with events that we are not emotionally able to handle at the time and we store it in our body as trauma in one of the areas of our bodies, what then happens, and that, that can happen very, very young, um, that we may not even realize that then all of these things over years have compounded all of these different energetic um, blockages or imbalances in our bodies have accumulated from this one instance that maybe happened when you were like seven. And you're like, I remember it, but I don't remember, I don't remember thinking, wow, I can't emotionally process this, Right. We're not aware at that time. A lot of times we're not aware when we're like 25 years old. We have no idea that we are holding trauma. I have worked with people that are literally 50 years old and still are just coming to the point where they're recognizing, yeah, I never processed things that happened to me as a child. I have been acting out of out of this place of hurt. I have been acting out of this place of ego. I have been trying to protect myself. And so what's interesting is the throat is this expression into the world from the lower four chakras. So the way in which you've dealt with everybody, you know, has to then emotionally process and then it's spewed out of the fifth. So if the, maybe the solar plexus instead, and maybe if it's not blocked, maybe if it's leaky, right? It, it's interesting how all of those things, your heart may be really closed off. So then you may be really egotistical. You have this need to overshare very narcissistic, very unopen to people's ideas, very opinionated. Maybe you're the one-upper, right? So it can show up in different ways. If you're having blockages in lower chakras, how you express yourself and articulate yourself in the world is going to show up through the throat. So all of your communication skills are here. This is if you're having trouble showing up on video, if you're having trouble speaking, um, so if you notice that you're fumbling over your words frequently or have some type of nervous uh, tick kind of when you talk, you know, you feel the need to fumble with something, you feel the need to do something with your hands, you feel the need to, you know, put your hands in your pockets, all of those things are actually trying to show you something. So in business, this can be really, really helpful because our throat, how we communicate with others is imperative. So... Um, this is going to show up, you know, a lot of times it's fear of being judged, um, and things like that. We're acting out of, out of this place of seeing that there may be a imbalance somewhere that is, you know, when you articulate to people, when they object to your pricing or you're on a sales call or something like that, and, and they're like, you know what, I just really can't afford it. You take it personally. And maybe you swallow your truth. Even you know, you know, you're like, I can help you. I have been there. I literally can walk you through this. Let me help you. But instead of saying, I totally understand where finances are a concern for everyone. However, I also understand I have, I've been there myself. I have watched so many clients. The part that is actually hardest about investing is these radical self-responsibility. It's that you are literally putting money and betting money on yourself. And that can be scary because failure is scary. Failure means a hell of a lot more to us than 
you know, wasted thousand dollars. Honestly, people spend money left and right on shit they don't need. So it is never about the money. It is actually the fear of what could happen if they don't utilize it like they should. The fear of self-judgment, all of those things. So when you have a clear throat chakra, you can actually articulate some of these things. Like I have been there. I recognize like, and, and clearly articulate yourself with the understanding and holding space that they are allowed to feel hesitant. They're allowed to feel scared. They're allowed to feel anxious, all of those things. But recognizing where do all of those feelings actually come from? Because it's not actually about spending money, right? Depending on what you consider valuable is what you spend money on. So is it that you actually don't value yourself? That's why you have a hard time spending money on yourself. Do you actually have a, a solar plexus issue where you think so little of yourself that you are more than happy to spend money on other people and you're a great gift giver and stuff like that, but like you never do anything for yourself? Is that, actually, is that actually where that stems from? So there are all of these ways in which you can clearly articulate it through your throat chakra, but if it is blocked, when you swallow your truth or when you're not able to articulate yourself clearly, you then shove that down into your lower chakras, which is where you're physically, that's your physical world, right? That's how things are going to manifest. It's going to show up in your relationships. It's going to show up in the way that you feel about money. It's going to show up in your family, your tribal um, bonds and relationships and the way that do you feel safe and secure in your business? So again, this, all of the chakras are, are definitely interrelated, but it's interesting that the lower four, which make up so much of the energy of our physical world, really once it gets to the fifth is kind of the bubbling up. This is where it overflows. And so um, it, it's how we articulate basically everything that's going on in the lower four. So this, this chakra is really, really important. And I notice most people that struggle on video or on um, speaking with uh, clients and those types of things usually we, we tap into their lower four first. And I'm like, okay, if you're struggling with that, why is that? Because it's not typically because the just, it's just the fifth. The fifth is how you express what's going on in some of the lower four. So, and then as we make our way up, we make our way to the sixth, which is your third eye, your intuition. Right. This is when you're getting on that sales call and they're saying, yes, 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 I want to be a part of this. And then their objection is the money part. You're like, well, I don't know about that. Like that's your intuition being like, say it, speak up, nudging you. It was that nudge to get on that call. It was that nudge to continue that relationship, following your intuition of, okay, what feels good. So the the sixth chakra, so your third eye resides um, right between your brows. So this is associated also with the pineal gland. So your pineal gland develops, um, I believe, up until about the age of eight, and then it stops for the most part. As we have very little knowledge um, in scientific in like scientific research, because it's inside of the brain, and it is very hard while somebody is living to really get in there to the center of the brain and then constantly monitor day-to-day -day happenings without disrupting cognitive brain function. So again, very, very little um, scientific research. But what's interesting is if you look into um, Egyptian culture and a lot of the more ancient cultures have a lot more insight and awareness and a lot more reference to third eye, like a pineal gland, um, and those types of things. So taking both the Eastern and the Western um, together, this is where this is where all of your when you have a download or a you have this random thought and you're like, oh, you know, what? I never thought of that. Why do you think you've never thought of it? It's because a your crown chakra is open, which is located on the top of your head. And so you were able to receive divine aha moments, divine instruction. And so when it gets to your intuition, your third eye, this is where, um, when they say that your reality is limited by your imagination, it is so, so true. Because I want you to think about all of the people in the world. 
how all of the different facets of life affect all different people differently. Not one single person lives life the same as the other, even if they have the same parents, they have similar friend circle and stuff like that. You're always going to have your unique, this is why I say a unique energetic signature, you're going to have unique experiences that only you have had. Because yes, we all experience, you know, the same ranges of emotion, but we experience them in different intensities. We experience them in different environments with different people who have also had different histories of emotion and feeling. And so your third eye is actually where we're perceiving all of this. So when you have, it's one of the greatest gifts, I think, um, that at the time I felt weird about, but I always had an incredibly active imagination that I was very, very in touch with up until 13, 14 years old, which you figure I'm going into high school at this point because um, I'm actually a, um, the way the school system was, I was, I was technically 13, I believe, going into my freshman year and I turned 14, like that first few weeks of school. Um, I'm like the youngest in my class. I barely made it. So... Um, what was interesting is I always had a very vivid imagination, this um, awareness that stretched beyond my five senses. And I don't mean um, imagination like kind of created things out of nowhere. It was creation of possibility within my mind. And what's really powerful is when you're trying to manifest things and stuff like that, if your awareness is only limited to uh, what you've experienced in your physical world, then you have no perception of what energetically it would feel like to be a millionaire. You have no perception of what it would feel like to travel the world and not think about money, not think about time. You have no perception of what it would feel like to have five children because you had only experienced ever being an only child. Right. So the powerful thing about the third eye is not only does it, it creates, it's very aware of others energies, but also the energy of possibility. So this is where you are picking up on collective energy. So um, a lot of times this is where I say like, this is actually where hash, when I teach hashtags, I teach it in the, the sixth because this is collective energy. You're picking up on Okay, my ideal client, my the person that I would love to work with, where are they hanging out in, in an online platform space? How can I speak to them? What kind of energy are they, they interested in invoking into their life? I'm going to search certain words because again, words hold a vibrational frequency. They have a feeling behind them. It's why there are certain words that make you feel like warm and fuzzy and there are certain words that evoke disgust. So I've used this example several times, but even the two words healer and witch instantly evoke different thoughts, thought patterns, um, experiences, memories, maybe past life memories, maybe sensations within the body, right? Usually healer is a little bit more, I think of more um, indigenous people. I think of more, um, like I think of earth, you know, medicine from the earth. I think of, um, you know, South American cultures. I think of Native American cultures. I think of um, tribal, a little bit more, again, like indigenous Whereas when I think of witch, I don't think of it this way, but um, m most people in their experience, because I've done this exercise so many times, um, you know, is evil. It is dark. It is, you know, putting a spell on you for to do, you know, t to bring you harm and all of these things when really they are actually the same 
in, in, in when you look at comparatively where the word kind of came from in cultures, same. Healer, medicine woman, witch, all the same. Within their community, they used um, energy medicine. They used plants. They used ancient practices that had been passed down through generations of healers, of witches, right? A lot of times this is a lot of generational knowledge that's actually passed down. You know, when people were desperate within their their uh, tribe or their community, I'm sick, whatever, who do they go to? They went to the witch, they went to the healer. Heal my son. You know, this ailment, you know, blah, blah, blah. Can you heal him? And so, but it's very interesting when you look at the words, instantly give you a different feeling. So, which is why I put hashtags in the... Um, in the the when I teach it I teach it in um, with the sixth chakra because these words hold a vibration and they hold an understanding and a feeling and they evoke something within us that allows us to connect and so this chakra in particular is actually about picking up on the awareness of not only what you need for your business so listening to your guidance and where you are actually being divinely guided, like getting out of your thinking analytical brain and more into your feeling, spirit and body. This is, again, when somebody says, hey, I have this proven system and it feels shitty for you to do all the time and you're like, but I'm getting the really great results doing this and your coach is like, no, 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 but you should do it this way, this way is proven. This is the listening to your gut. This is listening to that nudge that says, no, this is working for you. Keep doing that. That's somebody else's truth. It doesn't have to be yours. This, you know, this is the, the intuitively picking up on what does my, what does my audience need? What is my audience resonating with? What are they really loving? What can I share? And letting that guide you. A lot of times when we're overthinking and we kind of have a squirrel brain, we have an imbalance in our, our sixth chakra. We're paying attention to more of uh, what we think we should be doing, right? What we've been told, we've, we're probably consuming a lot of media. Uh, we are consuming or ingesting a lot of other people's information instead of listening to our own intuitive knowing. The squirrel brain, right? allowing yourself to constantly be distracted, there is actually, this is part of the reason why I recommend some type of meditation practices for a lot of my clients, because it actually trains you that when the mind can decide how you feel, the mind can actually physically, the mind can, can shift things physically in your body. This is why um, hypochondriacs can always find something that's wrong with them because their mind thinks that they're wrong. It's why in a, most studies, and they don't a lot of times disclose a lot of this information, but the placebo typically has a fairly decent effectiveness as opposed to the actual drug that they're testing out. A lot of the placebo um, statistics are around 30 to 40% success rate, which is huge when you are trying to give somebody drugs that alter the chemical makeup of their body. Just thinking you are taking something that is going to make you better, your body responds. It's huge, 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 huge. So this part is so important to tap into and to balance. That's why meditation is so good. It allows you when your mind, when you're doing nothing, you physically can't distract yourself with anything, right? You're just sitting. It allows you the awareness of thought patterns. Which ones keep coming up? If they come up day after day after day after day, why is that? Is it because you're struggling with it? Is it because you are so lit up and excited about it? Is it because there's unfinished business? Is it because emotionally you're struggling there? Is it because 
you know, you've got all these open loops that you're not following through. So now there's a little bit of guilt, a little bit of shame that keeps popping up. A meditation practice allows you to tap into your third eye, into your sixth chakra, and become a lot more aware of where thinking stops and feeling begins. How your thinking is influencing your feeling and how you can actually feel to influence your thinking, how you can shift feelings within your body. So this is, you know, when you're playing with your energetic body and you can, you know, shift how you're actually physically responding to something. This is why if you have not read Man's Search for Meaning, I highly, highly recommend it by Viktor Frankl. Um, he is a Holocaust survivor and he talks about how suffering is actually a choice. How being in a concentration camp and what he experienced, observing people's thoughts around it, of observing people's behaviors and um, where their mind actually was, dictated kind of whether death and suffering found them versus endurance and liberation. So, um, again, if you have not read it, I highly, highly, highly recommend it. It's a phenomenal book, but it really, um, it really illuminates the power that your third eye and your feeling body, your energy, have on your physical body. So it helps you kind of control some of the squirrel brain and, and all of those types of things because once it starts happening, if you have awareness around it, then you can instantly shift your energy and vibration around what you're trying, not, trying to avoid by busying yourself, right? So um, a lot of times... I recommend a lot of like journaling um, in business. I do a lot of like kind of bubble mapping and stuff like that to really utilize the power of your, your intuition. Okay, you want to do this. Why? What feeling do you want? And we kind of, you know, offshoot all of these, you know, peel away a layer, peel away a layer, peel away a layer because we are such complex creatures. There is not just a, I just wanted to. There's always something um, that is motivating um, underneath all of our choices. So this is really helpful in business to understand why you feel motivated to do certain things and why you're drawn to certain things and why you are not to others. It helps you follow the nudges because it feels like alignment versus it feels like what I should do. So it's very, very important. Um, I think I say that about everyone, but <laughs> they're all very important and they all work together to really support each other in this beautiful, harmonious way. So the seventh chakra is like the, I'd say like the granddaddy of them all, but the seventh chakra is your crown chakra. So this is located at the top of your head. This is actually where you receive a lot of these downloads from the universe or, you know, um, divine inspiration. Uh, from God, source, whatever you want to call it. So this is actually your connection to something greater than yourself. This is um, this is where a lot of times my clients, I have them actively have a practice where they connect to their spirit guides. Um, they connect to Mother Nature. They because what happens is when you are open to receiving guidance, it finds you so much easier and it, it actually eases a lot of things in your life when you're not trying to force or make things happen, but you're open to receiving guidance for it to happen. So this is where you're kind of looking past the immediate results. You're looking past the here and now. You're looking past, you know, your launch of a product or, you know, your sales or your membership or, you know, whatever you kind of have going on right now in your business, um, you're looking big picture wise, what does this look like? 10 years from now, what does this look like? How do I want this to evolve? How do I want this to shape not only my world, but what kind of um, imprint am I leaving on 
on the community and how can I be a, a channel and conduit for that kind of change? So a lot of times um, it is really, this one is, is interesting because it's so simple. It is so simple. It is some type of time where you take daily this moment of connection. So you don't have to believe in, you know, God or anything like that. This is not a religious practice. This is energetically, if you think about it, again, if energy never dies, or you can't destroy an atom or a subatomic particle, then that means that there's this constant um, regeneration. There's this constant ebb and flow of creation and destruction. Or I guess creation and rebirth would actually probably be a better term. Um, Because what you're creating, what you're doing, what your purpose is can only be clear when you actually feel open to that being your purpose. If you are, a lot of times, if you're struggling in some of your lower chakras, it is very hard to be open to receiving guidance from, again, if, if um, atoms carry, uh, create a frequency, a vibration, which carries information, right? It's like how we uh, see particles of light and then our eyes analyze the particles of light and our brain then makes that connection of color, imagery, depth, essence. Same thing with sound waves. So if nothing ever dies, when our crown is open, we are actually open to receiving all of this knowledge and information that has been on this planet since its existence. But you have to be open to hearing it. So when the others are closed off, other the lower chakras are closed off, it's really hard to be open to a guidance that is, as far as we know, I mean, millions of years old, right? Like, how old is the earth? Are we really even sure? We have, you know, lots of speculation. We have lots of, I'm pretty sure, based on this data and what we've collected, blah, blah, blah. But nobody was there that we know. Nobody can tell us that they witnessed it. So when the seventh is open, you are actually open to millennia of information. You are open to receiving all of these activations within your body. Because if somebody has known it prior to you, then you also can know it. You can receive it. So this one is really, really powerful for, again, I, I recommend, I, I honestly say, hey, everybody do a meditation, which meditation doesn't mean always just sitting and, uh, you know, sitting in silence. It can be a guided meditation. Honestly, uh, an asana yoga practice is also a moving meditation. Breath work can be meditative. Um, there are lots of things that you can do to put yourself in a state of meditation and awareness of the present moment and an openness to receive. And when you do that, again, you're able to receive this divine guidance that could have been here for since the dawn of time, really. This is why I encourage all of all of my clients, especially my business clients, some type of devotional practice, 
So whether that be, so for me, my devotional practice looks like at least, at least five minutes every single day. A lot of times it's more, but I am committed every single day to five minutes of sitting, a sitting practice, yoga or meditation. Um, five minutes of sitting on my little, on my little cushion to just be, um, I have a devotional practice of reading some type of spiritual text. Some that are again, thousands of years old. Um, and then I have a, a practice of sitting outside for a few minutes as well, grounding my energy into the earth so it can recalibrate itself. That's my devotional practice. And usually while I'm grounding, I have some type of prayer uh, moment, um, like a moment of reverence for, I have had too many experiences in my life and too many experiences. You know, what's interesting, as soon as I say I'm an energy healer, people always want to tell me they're like, spiritual experiences, especially with um, spirits that no longer physically have a body. People are like, oh my gosh, one time I was visited by my cousin's, you know, sister and da 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 or my brother or my this or my that. Um, and I have had too many um, experiences with the spiritual world. Um, again, energies that do not have a physical body uh, that I know without a shadow of a doubt that when we physically lose our bodies, we do not die. And so I have a devotional practice every day of grounding myself and connecting to my spirit guides. And I share pretty much on my, if you follow me on Instagram, um, uh, probably the past year or so, my spirit guides have come to me in the form of hummingbirds in like the strangest ways. Like sometimes I'll be thinking about something or always sitting outside, just kind of like getting some type of like intention for my day, something like that. And maybe I've already, you know, usually it's a, a, it's actually a moment of gratitude. Like, you know, guides, I just want you to know how grateful I am for you, for your continued support and guidance throughout my life. Um, I always feel, um, even in moments where I'm unsure, I actually always feel clarity, which is, I know such a gift and it's something that you help provide for me. And I'm, I'm, you know, grateful for that or whatever my little prayer is for the day. And, um, and hummingbirds show up for me. Mind you, I could have given two shits about hummingbirds. I mean, they're beautiful, but I know a lot of people have this like affinity for them. And I just hadn't ever, um, until <laughs> there was like this span where these hummingbirds, I would go outside and a lot of times I'll, I'll read my book outside and um, they would literally hover like they were trying to read my book. Like, you know, when you see in the movies, like those angels that are on people's wings, like one side's the devil, one side's the angel. Mine were hummingbirds that were like hanging out like, hello, trying to get your attention. And usually it'd be right after like I would say my little moment of gratitude and create an open relational connection to, um, again, spirits that are here to guide and help me. And I honestly just was like, it was very, very strange. And then I would see them when I say everywhere and where I live, I wouldn't say, uh, hummingbirds are uber common. Um, it, I, where I live, it's very hot and it's very dry. <laughs> and so to grow plants and stuff like that, that they like is difficult. And I mean, I would just see them everywhere. I remember walking one time and literally on the other side of the street. So mind you, this is four lanes of traffic with a center turn lane. So five lanes like across the street. So that's quite wide. I could see clear as day, this hummingbird on my walk again. I don't, I'm like, okay, I'm listening. I'm listening. And that's the difference is as soon as I was very, very intentional about creating these devotional moments of something that is bigger than I am. Right. Um, the awareness that it's not no coincidence that I feel drawn to certain things. It's because in my energetic, my unique energetic signature is to be of service and to help heal others It is to help heal others. So they feel empowered so that they can serve as themselves in their, as the highest version of themselves and fulfill their purpose. I know 
that's my calling. And so when I became very intentional about my practice of connecting with my guides and connecting with source and, and connecting to, again, um, energies greater than myself was when things started to change. It is literally has been a huge catalyst for shifting and changing in my life and being able to manifest like a motherfucker. Guys, I'm telling you, if you want to be able to manifest um, creating a devotional practice of gratitude and one where you connect with, you know, creating a yourself a vibrational frequency for what you want. And the first step is putting yourself in a state of gratitude. And it is putting yourself in connection with, again, feeling things that you have never felt before. Right? You want to feel like a millionaire? Well, how do you think a millionaire feels? Start to embody that. Start to do those things. And, and the way that you can do that is actually connecting through your crown to, you know, the collective consciousness of, of what is now and what has been and tapping into some of that that's available for you. And um, so when all of these pieces um, are kind of put together within your business, if you think about divine inspiration, right? Connection to, the, to consciousness. Hello, you're creating a business. You're impacting lives and humanity. Your ideas are coming directly to you because you are meant to bring them forth. And then you tap into your third eye. You follow your intuition. Right? You follow your, those nudges within your business of, hey, this client is for you. This client is not for you. And it's okay to say that's not, that's not for me. You know, And being able to differentiate that and open up those possibilities of what is actually possible for you in your business. So those two are really, really powerful, but a lot more on the, um, again, celestial, spiritual side as opposed to the physical manifestations. So those come down through there, right? Then you hit your throat where you articulate your ideas. So where this is right here is like when you're saying these, you know, these prayers, these devotional moments and stuff like that, that's coming from there. That's choosing to connect to something greater. That fifth chakra is also how you're expressing in the physical world. So the fifth chakra is really, really powerful because it's, it's creating this beautiful union of, again, a more celestial, a more um, spiritual, a more energetic, um, not tangible experience and knowing and joining that with the physical aspects and then bringing it forth into physical, audible vibrations into the world through your voice, through sound. And so these are all really, really powerful tools within your business and there are things when these you can see how if some of these are blocked how you would struggle you would struggle with ideas you would struggle with overthinking you would struggle with sharing your truth you would struggle with standing up for yourself right you would struggle with knowing what what's right within your business like do i do this do i not like this person says this da, 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 da. and again like overthinking this like perfectionism of well i think i i don't know let me let me think about it let me think about it let me think about it if you're always saying, let me think about it, and you can't act on intuitive knowing, third eye. Third eye needs to be balanced, cleared, so that way it can facilitate a lot of clear thinking that is based on intuitive knowing, right? So um, I hope this was really helpful and insightful for you guys who are, you know, maybe you're you're on the fence. You want to, you, you feel called towards creating something more. You, you feel called to create this impact and you know that you could help people, but you just haven't stepped into that role yet. This is your calling. This is the time. There is no greater time than right now when there is a upheaval of shifting and changing for you to embody your highest self. Follow those promptings. Again, tap into your third eye. Trust the downloads you're receiving from your crown. And, or if you're in a point where you're, maybe it's a side hustle, you're kind of dabbling on the side, you've got maybe some free offerings and like some maybe low, you know, Hey, work with me. Like you're kind of unsure, but you kind of dabble. You've got a little side hustle going on. Now is the time to embody that. If you feel so lit up doing your side hustle, believe me, people see it. People feel it. 
They want to work with you because they can feel the pulsation of your energy behind it. They can feel the excitement and the purpose. They can feel fulfillment. And people like that. People like people who are sure. They're clear. They're drawn to that. It feels stable and it feels secure. So if you haven't stepped into your highest self, this is your calling. Do it. And if you need help doing it, please reach out. Please reach out. I have a few um, one-on-one soul alignment accelerator spots open, which is my one-on-one coaching program where we um, heal your energetic body. And we also create soulful systems so that way you can align your energy to be abundant as fuck. So if you're wanting that, that is available to you. You can always send me a message. Uh, Find me on Instagram at Shalane Carter. Send me a DM. Um, And again, if you've really enjoyed this series, please let me know. You know, take a screenshot. Share it to your Instagram stories. Tag me at Shalane Carter. Write a review. The more that I can teach and help you, The more that I can help you step into your purpose, step into your highest self, that's my calling is to help you. So I really would love, love, love your feedback. Um, And I hope that you're able to begin to be a little bit more curious about how you're, you're showing up in your life. Maybe noticing some of these behaviors that you're like, oh, I think I have a, I think I have an imbalance. Okay, how do we how do we get some imba- how do we balance it right? How do we balance it so we can really step into our authentic, uh, unique, energetic signature and and own who we are? And that's really all that we're here to do is is feel fulfilled, feel purposeful, and um, live our truths. So I hope that you're doing that. I hope that you're speaking your truth and you're owning who you are and, and really loving who you're becoming and growing into. Until next time, guys.